0: Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran.
1: One thing I have found out over the years is that a man who is blessed is simply unstoppable. And wherever they find themselves, blessed people simply keep moving and the blessings follow them. A blessing is in a person, not in a location. And as long as you are blessed, wherever you find yourself, the blessing will go with you. Good evening and a warm welcome to the first matriculation or the premier edition of Changemakers on Springboard, your virtual university. Changemakers will bring you the untold stories of leaders in corporate and other fields who have defied great odds to achieve success and lived their dreams or continue to live their dreams. This broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your preferred choice for world class corporate training and your superstation. Join 99.7 FM. It is proudly brought to you by the kind courtesy of MTN, the nation's number one network, and EcoBank, the Pan African Bank. Springboard is dedicated to raising a new generation of African leaders and executives using the medium of human capital development. My name is Albert Okran, and from now till you graduate at 8pm, your personal value is bound to shoot up. I am supported on this broadcast by my virtual academic board, which has comfort, wearing blue today, and Ignatius and Matthew, coordinating production. At this point, I invite you to sign up to receive our daily inspirational quotes on your mtn phone by texting the word one word springboard to short code one nine eight three springboard 1983. and if you've already signed up i would encourage you to invite a friend to receive these daily inspirational quotes it's very simple if you want to send it to a friend and invite that friend to receive these quotes just Text the word invite, leave a space, and text the word, the friend's number, to 1983. So invite, space, and then put in that friend's number. Send it to 1983 right now. If you invite one friend that you care about today, that friend will receive today's message. The message for today is from John F. Kennedy, who says, Change is the law of life, and those who look only to the past or present are certain to miss the future. Change is the law of life and those who look only to the past and the present are certain to miss the future. I'm going to ask my guest today what he thinks about this quote when I get to introduce him but tonight I want to set change makers on the road by bringing you a man from Wally who studied history at both bachelor's and master's level and yet went on to work in seven different banks and in most of them at executive level. What has history got to do with banking? And how did the man from Wale Wale climb all the way to the top of the corporate ladder? Peter Elias, who is one of the most distinguished leaders in the financial services sector in this country. He is the CEO of All Time Capital and is my guest today on Springboard, your virtual university. Peter, welcome to Springboard.
2: Thank you very much, uh, my good friend. I've been seen you for a very long time uh, from our days uh, traveling over ghana and trying to spread education to most people
1: yes through, yeah. through the agency of springboard <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's 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 a blessing the last time you were on the show you had just been appointed as the managing director of merchant bank and yes. you were all fired up to make a difference and less than a year later you were fired and i was like oh my brother
2: <laughs> it's a long history <laughs> are, you, are you a better person as a result oh i'm money? a much 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 better person um um I've done lots of things in the past. The Lord has been good to me. Uh, my family has been very supportive uh, and I've moved and I've basically moved and I've become a much, much, much better person. It, it's that
1: kind of thing that we want to learn from. How do you bounce back from adversity? How do you deal with the challenges, the unexpected twists and turns of life? And so we'll try to get into that story. But just to set us on our way, which have you learned the most from, your joys or your pains?
2: Um, both for my joys Um I've learned a lot for my joys from all uh, what I've done in the past uh, 17 years as a banker, moving from place to place, changing the uh, organisations uh, making people feel better so I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been a celebrated person, I've loved what I've done in the past and people have sort of celebrated me, I've also had sad moments, uh, especially when I lost my job in Merchant Bank but like I said, all that is history now I've bounced back, and I think I'm a much, much better person.
1: I posted on Facebook yesterday that you were going to be on the show, and I got quite a number of compliments, both from inside and outside this country. At the end of this discussion, I'm probably going to combine your top ten lessons that you have learnt as a leader on the field. Top 10 lessons from Peter Iliasu. Probably the the, 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 the <laughs> chapters of a, a book to come out yeah. sometime soon.
2: With your support.
1: Most definitely. <laughs> as you listen to the show tonight, if you, if you think that you can glean any lessons from the, the story that Peter will share with us, <laughs> just as the lessons come to you, just post them on 1422 across networks. Any network that you are on, just send a text via 1422. And it will come to us or you can post on our facebook page my facebook page or you can connect to us via facebook.com forward slash legacy.legacy and we would be glad to share your thoughts with the whole world what lessons are you picking from this interview or this discussion so let's work our way back to your childhood what kind of childhood did you have where, where did you grow up
2: oh i grew up in accra i was born to very uh, fortunate parents, uh, Dr. Alfred Hassan who was a lecturer uh, in the University of Ghana, one of the first Northerners to graduate from the University of Ghana. And the beauty queen, uh, Mrs. Eliasu, uh, who was a teacher. Both of them were very good, uh, very educative and they really wanted uh, the best for uh, for the children so uh, i was sent to university primary school uh, up to class three then my father um, had an opportunity to lecture at cambridge university and three boys were too much for my mom so we we're all sent to a boarding school that was school at that time one of the best uh, schools in Ghana, and I believe it's still one of the best schools in Ghana, I mean, the Bwashi, so that's how, that's how I started, the Bobo one, that's right. how I started, yeah, and those were very interesting times, those were very formative years, um, you find yourself all of a sudden, uh, in the middle of uh, people from all sort of tribes, um, you're su- supposed to be independent, you're supposed to be washing your uniform, you're supposed to be, supposed to be ironing them, and making certain that uh, by by six o'clock you are ready to go to preps, and by eight o'clock you are ready to go to bed, so everything changed. But I must say, those were very, very formative years that I'll actually uh, changed uh, my mood to uh, thinking in the in 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 the world. Right. So for somebody who was
1: thrown into the boarding environment, you suddenly found yourself dealing with a new kind of lifestyle. That you were not prepared for. Yeah. Beyond that is, where did you go to your um, university education?
2: Then, um, like I said, um, around '74, uh, my father came back from the United Kingdom back to Legon, and he really wanted us to know uh, most part of the north. I went to school in uh, at Laksa in Datus and I really wanted to go to one of the best schools in Ghana, uh, which was Aishimata Secondary School or in the PIM, or, other, or the other, or any other school in Central or Greater Caribbean. But my father thought it wise uh, for me to go to Tamale Secondary School, and I never regretted it. I, I went there, and it turned out that it was one of the best schools in Ghana. I must say, I always uh, tell my friends in Ghana Secondary School, and Danny Moses Asaga, uh, his uh, excellency, the president, that... Uh, we are much better than them, and I believe they yes. will not agree to that. They will you know, agree to that. W-
1: whenever we travel to Tamale, this debate is so intense. <laughs> I don't know what what it is about <laughs> about Tamale Secondary School and Ghana Secondary School.
2: Oh, we beat them in football, in basketball, in education, all levels and all levels. It was only on one occasion that uh, they beat us. That was when, I believe, uh, the president together with. Uh, a saga were graduating from uh, the A levels, and I think in that year they did very well. They were uh, they were much better school, and I think we came second to them in terms of o- overall performance of the A level results. So they got one on you there. So they got right. one on us, right? <laughs>
1: so so Ghana school, and then oh, sorry, Tamale Secondary School, yeah.
2: and then and you then went to university. And uh, then I went to university. I went to University of Ghana. I read history and then um, uh, history of Ghana, history of uh, science and technology, history of economics. And then I went on to uh, do a master's degree in history. My father was my role model. My father was a European uh, historian. Everybody knew about Dr. Elias. Everybody wanted to become like him. And I really wanted to become like him. So up until that level, I studied history. I walked in his shoes. And I was happy to end my career as up as a lecturer in the history department of uh, Legon.
1: And so, your your master's in history was also done in Legon.
2: No, my, my master's degree was done, was done at King's College, outside the country. Outside the country, that's right. Yeah.
1: Right. So you um, in the in the UK?
2: In the UK, that's right. Right. Yeah.
1: So you did your the first degree, bachelor's degree here in Ghana in yes. history, and you went on to do your master's in history. In history, that's right. Yes. Yeah. History and banking
2: and all all along everybody knew I was going to turn out to become a very successful sort of historian. I love history as I now when, whenever I enter a bookshop, my first instinct is to move towards uh the history side of the books and upon second thought I didn't move on to uh, the marketing sector but I did love history um. I read history well, for master's degree, did um, specialized in European history from 1879 to 1914, which was uh, the beginning of the French Revolution to the end, the beginning of the First World War. And it was an exciting period, and I love it, and everybody thought I had done so well in that period, and I deserved to uh, become a lecturer in the University of, uh, yeah, of Ghana, Legon. I'm going to pause at this point, because I the on the springboard ratio
1: i my friend is Kuma talked about his love for history something that i knew when we were in school and he ended up doing law you also did history and ended up doing banking i want to find out how your transition from history to banking began but before that let me remind our listeners that this program is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your preferred choice for world-class corporate training, and your superstation Joy ninety-nine point seven FM. And the virtual invest is proudly sponsored by MTN, the nation's number one network, and Echo Bank, the Pan African bank. We also enjoy consistent media support from the Business and Financial Times and technology backing from Dream Oval. I'm, t- I'm going to take a minute to play you a commercial from our sponsors, and when I come back. We will find out, for those who say, I'm doing a course in the university and I can't tell where this course is taking me. We're going to find out the flexibility that you can enjoy if you apply yourself and you look for opportunities on the landscape. My guest, Peter Eliasu. My name is Albert Okran, and this is Springboard. Please don't go away.
3: At Echo Bank, we see a great future with over 1,000 branches across 33 African countries. It's a future where trade can flourish without boundaries. From individuals achieving their ambitions to new infrastructure calling for enormous cross-border investment and unique banking know-how. The future is Pan-African, and ECOBank is the Pan-African bank.
1: Welcome back to the virtual university. 17 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. And tonight we are launching our new project. It's called Change Makers. You can also call it Garners Untold Stories. So we get behind the lives of great achievers in different fields of endeavor and try to find out what makes them tick. What is the story behind the story? Many times you get to see people win awards, here that they are CEO here. Here, that they've been promoted here they are being endorsed here but we don't know the pains the tears the challenges the battles that they fought and how they got around the un- uncertain moments of their lives my guest for tonight peter Eliasu, walking us through the pages of his life and the lessons learned peter you're talking about history and banking show us the bridge from history to banking
2: yes yeah, so like i said um um, everyone thought i was going to up at university of ghana as a lecturer um then i attended. A career fair in London. I met um, a very good friend of mine, uh, Simmons, who convinced me to go into banking and moved me towards uh, the decks where there were the likes of uh, Barclays Bank, Standard Chartered Bank, BCCI. I remember him telling me that banking is not. Um, brain surgery and uh, it's not like opening somebody's head trying to sort of find where the veins are and trying to fix them up but banking was just common sense and he thought I could do it. So there I went um, had um, uh, a minute or two with uh, the guys from Barclays Bank, BCCI and uh, San Bank and I ended up getting a job at um, BCCI and I was very surprised. Um, I remember the first time when I went into the office And I was told about the package. Uh, It was very thrilling, and uh, comparing to what I have been as a lecturer, I thought this was a wonderful start, and it was a good career move for me. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: So you moved from from history into banking at BCCI in London, Bank for Credit and Commerce International.
2: That's right. Right.
1: And so you started a job there.
2: Yes. Did you find yourself lost in the field? It was quite quite difficult. Um, Like I said. I wasn't prepared for banking at all. I'd sort of uh, look at my old man as uh, my role model and wanted to be like him. And all of a sudden, I found myself as, as a banker. Uh, what I did was I had a look at... Um, I did a lot of reading around people who had uh, moved from history, class- classical civilization, into banking. And I found so many successful bankers who had done that. Right. I read through them, and I s- said to myself that I think I should be able to make it. right So, from that time onwards, I told myself that look, I'm not going to go back into history again. I'm going to make sure that I turn up to become a very successful uh, banker.
1: So, your first job, you have a, a, a master's in history. You've yeah. been posted into banking. What, what was your position then?
2: Uh, I was a credit officer. Credit officer? Uh, so, you're thrown
1: in there supposed to be. I
2: to- in, yes, into. But I I, I remember uh, the first jungles in banking. Uh, uh appraisals and co and i really wondering what it was but I, i like i said i got a good mentor who took me through the rudiments of banking and urged me on to do to start the banking examinations so i went back um started the Chartered institute of bankers examinations uh luckily for me uh on the first attempt i got my three passes my people were excited when i got back to the office I was then put on the accelerated trading program for fast developers. and so that's, that's,
1: that's a promotion of sorts? That's a
2: promotion of right. sorts. After, because I, um, looking at what I did for, after my first three papers, uh, they thought that if they put me on a, an accelerated trading program, I would do well. And that sort of changed uh, the face, uh, my face in banking
1: right so far i've gleaned three lessons already you've talked about the career fair i mean a place to go and find out what's going on around you've talked about mentoring and then you've talked about if you find yourself in a field and you decide to go to be there just seize it yeah. seize those <coughs> moments seize
2: the opportunity. that's right and, then move. and never look back just 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 move just right. ensure that you read all along the air whatever you you intend to learn both outside and inside, and I believe if you did very well, you will definitely make a mark
1: Okay, so let's talk about coming back to Ghana I mean, you were in the UK then, you were in the banking <coughs> field, yeah. how did you find yourself in Ghana?
2: And that's where networking um, is extremely important I attended every function in Ghana that was organised by uh, the Ghana International Bank and any bank that had interest in Asia and Africa I did attend the functions At one of those functions, I met a gentleman called Ian Roberts um, who had an interest in Standard Chartered Bank and at that time Standard Bank had an interest in Merchant Bank so we then started talking about going back to Ghana he told me that the banking market has changed in the Ghana there was a new bank called Merchant Bank there was Carl Bank and there were two, three other banks so whether I would want to move to Merchant Bank on first attempt I said no, I had a look at um, my environment, I was very comfortable, I was earning lots of money, and I really didn't really want to come back uh, to Ghana. I met him two, three occasions, and I think on the fourth occasion, um, Mr. Krishnati came for an event uh, in, um, in London, and after a very long chat, he convinced me to come to Ghana. He was then MD? He was then managing director of right. Merchant Bank. Right um i wasn't so comfortable but just as when i agreed to come into ghana he told me i had to go for the interview and i was shocked but i wasn't really prepared to come to ghana i really want to come to ghana i wasn't looking for a job in ghana but he insisted that i should face a panel of five people to convince them that i was ready for uh, a job in ghana but what's really made me interested in the bank in coming to Ghana was he told me that there were a lot of retainers uh, people had come from London to join Merchant Bank he mentioned uh, Yaw Sapon, Parag Van Persie who is now the chief executive officer of uh, National Communication Authority, mentioned uh, Paul Basaki who later on became the managing director, so I thought if I really come into Ghana i was just going to be amongst people who had also studied in the London, uh, done a little bit of uh, work, and then come down to, uh, to Ghana. So I went for the interview, luckily for me, I was successful, and then I then came back to Ghana. And so you came into Merchant Bank Ghana, yes. playing, playing what kind of role? I came back to Merchant Bank as a senior banking officer. Right, and it was quite a shock to me because before I came in, I was told that I was coming in as uh, an assistant manager. One of the uh, managers in human resources said he saw my letter uh, appointing me as an assistant manager. But when I came in there, I don't know what really happened. Uh, but I didn't give up. I thought I would make an impact, and within a very short time, I will get my promotion. Right. So started as a senior banking officer in Merchant Bank in um, uh, the Merchant Banking Division. It was a new area. Um, basically, we're supposed to be providing non-traditional source of uh, revenue for the bank. Um, so I remember my first job was with um, um, Unilever. We're supposed to be doing valuations for Unilever. Nobody in Ghana at a time knew about valuations. Uh, Paul Basaki, Parag van Persie, Yassupan, and myself, how to refer to textbooks and with the support of uh, Mr. Emmanuel Aydin, at that time the commercial director of uh, yeah. of Unilever, we were able to make a, um, an excellent work and we got commendations from Unilever in the United Kingdom. Subsequently, we did a listing of um, um, SSB onto the market. Very, very successful. And then, from there, I knew that I'd ended into banking in Ghana. I was very comfortable with one or two transactions and I knew I could move on to become a much better person in banking.
1: So, you, you find yourself in a field where things are new. I mean, it, it was new for you in London, but even more new. I mean, talking about the valuations and, and corporate banking in Ghana the point. And so, to to, how, how did you catch up with the, with the volume of work that had to be done? I mean, doing valuations and referring to textbooks, that's, that's serious stuff. How did you manage? How did you grow yourself? I remember when I came out,
2: living in Danseman, and it was quite a distance from Accra. I left home on every day between Monday and Friday. I left home at 5.30, was in the office by 6 o'clock, read between 6 and 8 o'clock, tried to catch up with everything in banking. And that's the, and that's the beauty of banking. Uh, if you really, really want to read, there's so much materials in the bank, either physically or with other decisions that you can actually read on. So if you really want to rise up, really want to do certain things, there are so many materials that you can lean on. Um, luckily for me, i got people that I could sort of look up to. Um, Parrok was around, um, Paul Barsak was around. We all studied together. And I think on average, we were working between hours of 6 and closing at 10 o'clock. And that's how we really caught up with uh merchant banking in ghana so you're doing early morning studies early morning studies i did early morning studies um from six to eight work started uh finished about five o'clock then stayed on until 10 o'clock doing what i was just trying to sort of catch up with things. i read all the files all the customers files even though i was in corporate banking i was reading all the files in uh the asset management unit all the files to register Whatever I laid my hands on, I read it. And that's how I caught up with... Uh, uh, what were you looking for? I was really wanted to, I really wanted to rise to the top as uh, soon as possible. And I didn't want anyone to ask a question on banking in Merchant Bank. And I didn't have a clear about So if I went out there in the market and anybody stopped me and wanting to know anything about banking in the Merchant Bank whether well, it was in the corporate finance department, asset management registrar department. I was I wanted to be seen as a one-stop shop for, uh, for those activities. So I, I tried to sort of learn everything, everything, everything in the bank.
1: Did you think that you would become one day a leader in the industry at the time?
2: I was I truly was, setting. I remember I told the managing director of uh, Merchant Bank... Um, When I went to inform him uh, that I was getting married, I actually met my wife in Merchant Bank, my beautiful wife.
1: We'll talk about about that one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey Doreen, how are you? Uh, We'll talk about that one. When I went to to inform him that, oh, look, I've made this lead and I really want to marry, uh, that was uh, secondary of mine. But I really wanted to get to the top as soon as possible. I wanted to become a managing director in the next 10 to 12 years, and I needed to support. Getting to the top, as he told as him possible. that yes, I told him that. he agreed with me and he said he was going to organize to put him on one or two courses. But he also told me that promotion in Ghana you need to spend a minimum of three years on a rule. And when I did calculate three years in a rule from being a senior banking officer until the general manager, it was going to take me about 25 years to get to the place. And I thought, wow. Am I in the right place? Uh, <laughs>
1: let me let me jump and I'll come back again. Did you become Did you become an MD in 10 years?
2: I became an MD in 10 years.
1: 10 years after you I said become,
2: that? I became... No, I missed it by one year, so by 11 years. 11 years. Oh, by 11 so years, so years, that's right. positive, I, I, positive I, or
1: negative variance, 10% variance, you became MD.
2: T- 10%, 10%, 10% <inaudible> Would you, do you recommend
1: for minute. anybody to see that when they go for an
2: interview? Yes, I would I recommend sure. anybody who wants to sort of... Uh, go, if you go an interview and... I've, I'm on, on many occasions, I've been asked... Well. What do you want to achieve um, in this role and frankly tell the person that you're the best man for the job and you think you can get to the top as soon as possible There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that Mr. 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 I'm
1: a, a, a few times about telling the md that he'll become md of unilever in in 20 years and he, he recalls that on that particular day he himself he looked funny to himself for <laughs> the interview but it did happen exactly to the date uh, you are confirming that you did it the same and and it happened for you yeah. so that was in merchant bank what happened next
2: um merchant bank uh, then um, there was a gentleman called Vishnu, who I think changed the face of banking in Ghana. He became the managing director of Sanna Chatter Bank. Right. And at that time he really wanted to sort of uh, get on uh, very good people to help him. People are very important to marry me, you can do everything on your, on your own. And I think with that uh, in mind, he set out there to get the best people on the market. Um, at that time, I was a senior banking officer. He had captured two, three people from, uh, from I think, SSB, from ADB. And then he came to, Standard Bank to Merchant Bank, to find out whether will I want to make a move. I like the way
1: you say captured. It's almost like it's like a warrior <laughs> going on, <around>. capture.
2: <laughs> will I want to make a move uh, to Standard Charter Bank? Um, I had a look at uh, the package. He had told me his vision. And I found it very comforting to work with him and then um I went and joined standard Chartered Bank in september
1: nineteen ninety seven How long were
2: you sta? I was stand for two years. It was uh, very fruitful years i had I, I learned a lot um from him um um in terms of uh, relationship banking. I learned a lot trade finance. I, I think basically all the rud- rudiments in banking, I learned it from Vishnu. I remember Vishnu, would, you you would go with him to visit the customer, and if you're there, if you get to reception, and the receptionist didn't know you, then you are dead. You are supposed to know everybody from the receptionist, the security officer, the finance director, the managing director. And I think that was the beginning of me becoming... better manager in the bank
1: let's talk about that i mean western wind called them the buying center and recommend that for anyone who wants to do serious marketing you must touch base with all the key points in an organization instead of going straight to your contact person and walking out and not greeting anyone else for you for you for you in banking would you say that's a (laughs) critical success it's
2: critical i've always said and i believe that i 95 of bankers in this country don't know their customers. Uh, you really know your customer, you must be able to sort of uh, know who the receptionist is, the security officer, the finance director, um, the production manager, the general manager. You must be able to know all of them. Why is that important? Because it's decision-making. I mean, it's it, not, not only the managing director or the finance director. you will be surprised on many occasions, the secretary to the organization can give leads for you to be able to get a deal that will beat uh, your com- uh, your competitor. So it's extremely right. important that, you know, if you do, for instance, if you walk through the uh, corridors of, of an organization, you can easily tell whether this organization is being run well or not by just taking a tour of the place. Uh, on many occasions, you find everything being done very well at the top, but when you come to the bottom, you find that the people are not so happy, and if people are not happy in an organization, it tells you a lot. Right. And when you get that 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 sort of, you can actually uh, know whether this company being run very well or not.
1: So you will see that for banking, knowing your customer is very crucial. Yeah. Let, let, let's move on from Stanchard. So two years in Stanchard, what was your next career move?
2: Two years in Stanchart. then Stanbic Bank came on board. Uh oh, to exciting... I'm, I'm, c- I'm
1: counting the banks, by the way. <laughs>
2: No, but before, okay, so before, uh, before started Chattel Bank, um, no, before Stambik, I met uh, Andani, uh, we we're together in Andano, we share the same aspirations. Uh, I think uh, overall, he must be one of the best bankers, um, uh, in, in in town. Um, people think we we look alike, but I, I I see I'm um, the handsome part of Andani. I'm sure you you, you, you <laughs> love fighting. <laughs> You're using my platform to provoke all your friends. <laughs> so, Stambik came, uh, and Andani encouraged me to move to Stambik right. uh, Bank. I went to Stambik Bank in September um, 1997. Um, Ninety-
1: the, 97 was, was, was Stanchard?
2: Yeah, I left, uh, I left Stanchard in 1997. So, I joined joined in the joint, yeah joined uh, joined ninety nine sorry ninety nine right joined in ninety nine um september ninety nine and then I went to Stomach Bank um uh, for a couple of months I don't really like the place at all and that's what I must say if you don't like a place just move out um certain things just put me off I remember I went to um uh, the third floor of uh, of of the building, and that was where all the directors uh, resided. And whether whether it was uh, by design or not, all um, the toilets on that floor were meant for directors. And the directors were all white. So that meant only whites could use those toilets. To me, I thought, uh, this was very unfortunate in my own country I should have challenged it. What I did was to walk away from the place. I left it to the uh, head of human resources uh, to deal with it. So I left uh, Stambic Bank and I met Komuna Kwanza. Komuna Kwanza had just been made the managing director of uh, Barclays Bank. He was the first Ghanaian managing director. He wanted to make an impact on the banking fraud and just like Vishnu he thought the best thing was to attract all the best people in the market Right So he then recruited me on I think in, that was in January 2000 January 2000 that's where I started my career in, in, in Barclays Right How long were you in Barclays? I was in Barclays for five years Right when I started as um, the head of uh, um, a senior banking officer, and then I ended up as the head of business banking in Barclays Bank.
1: What were the What were the turning points? What were the key moments of your stay in Barclays?
2: Barclays Bank um, training was extremely important. Um, I remember I went to Singapore, I went to South Africa, um, met very good people, met very good mentors in South Africa, in Singapore and he actually helped me in, in shaping my career in the place um, I remember when we joined um, Barclays Bank we were number 3 on the market uh, Sanchar Bank were ahead of us so was Eco Bank but by the time we left uh, Barclays Bank we were number 1 on the market Right,
1: so you left a and back, um, Barclays Bank in what year?
2: I left Barclays Bank in 2000 and six right and you moved on to i moved on to fidelity bank
1: what was that traction
2: Fidelity bank um i had a call from um n from Eredifa, right um who said well, i should come and see him about one or two things i thought it was about syndications because i done not lot of syndication in the market and everybody knew me to be a a good person syndication so i thought we were going to discuss syndications so i went there he asked me to sit down and he told me about his vision of setting up a bank he had done so well as a discount uh, house and he wanted to move on to become a bank um he told me about the vision and then what i wanted to come and work with him uh, in building up a world-class bank in ghana i found it very exciting uh the bank was useful, uh, it was very colorful. I, don't, I hope you know their colors.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, very, very close to, <laughs>
2: <laughs> to home. We yeah. so, were very, very passionate. So, the, um, so tell me, the colors and everything attracted you? Yeah, no, I, 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 played a we actually we actually put the colors together. And that's, and that's the thing about uh, everybody. He involves everybody from the beginning. So we sat down uh, together. Uh, I think the colors of the discount house were green and yellow, but we sat down together, the senior management team, um, wanted to sort of find out how do we want to be seen in in the eyes of uh, the public. And eventually uh, the color pink came out. Uh, orange. Yeah, I mean the sorry, the color orange came up and, and it caught on with, uh, with lots of people. But I think the most important thing was uh, the vision of Edward. Uh, he wanted to, to set up a world-class bank, and he thought, look, listen, let me get around the best people in, in the banking scheme, and I really want. But that doesn't really mean one must move at uh, every moment, because I got opportunity to move to Zenith Bank, I got opportunity to to move to SSB. But you not very interesting thing. I had a look at the, the background of these banks, and I thought my aspirations lied closely with the 14th of uh, Fidelity Bank. Did you enjoy your so studio? I, I enjoyed it. It was excellent. It was a young workforce. Uh, very brilliant, intelligent, very passionate. Uh, they had a vim, they had a tenacity to, uh, to work hard. Um, I remember when we went over there, where, um, Edward called, or, I mean, Edward and Jim were uh, we said, listen, it's very, very difficult to grow retail banking in Ghana. So we expect corporate banking to make all the money for the bank in the first few years. So, myself, together with the team, um, and this were fresh graduates, uh, people had come in from uh, University of Ghana, and uh, I remember one came in from. Uh, uh, leash investing in the UK together with two people who came in from the discount house uh, we put ourselves together they had no knowledge of at all in banking uh, but we came in the mornings um, um, from eight again eight to 10 o'clock we had our lessons in terms of uh, letters of credit guarantees and co and they all caught up. we all were very passionate and, and we really really made money uh, money for the bank Did and we're not surprised. In the first year of operations, we voted um, the best grain bank in Ghana.
1: You talk about we as if you, you, you almost as throw back at Fidelity. Do you miss the place?
2: Oh, I think um, Fidelity was one of the best places I worked to. And I got on work with the people. We, I still call them. We still talk about syndications, uh, about referrals. And perhaps maybe one day we'll we work, we work together. <laughs> all right
1: i'm going to pause for a musical break right now when i come back i'm going to find out from a man who loved fidelity bank so much and that's that's probably your your sixth bank if you loved it so much why did you walk away what was the temptation i'm going to find out when i come back from this break it is 17 minutes to the hour of eight o'clock if you're listening to me tonight it is peter elias with my guest on springboard we are having a show called the change makers walking into the lives of corporate leaders and leaders from other fields the untold story that part of their lives that you wouldn't find in any business and financial times or business newspaper but those hard facts that drove their decisions and what were the big points when i come back after a couple of minutes i'm going to ask peter to give me his 10 greatest lessons he's learned and that's something you don't want to miss what has he learnt as a result of what he has done peter what what, what dedications would you like to make? And, and Doreen must be first, or you're walking out of the studio.
2: <laughs> of course, Doreen is first. All right. The uh, rest of members of my family, uh, the team, the great team at All Time Capital. I mean,
1: they believe you there, um, <laughs> they, they love uh,
2: you. Uh, the very young, intelligent team uh, that have really made a mark for themselves in right. the, the asset management market. Um, and to all those. Uh, who had time to listen to me in my moment of trouble.
1: We'll talk about your troubles in a minute, but I have a, I, have a, I have a text message here somebody sent to me. He says, Good evening, Albert. I had an opportunity to intern at All Time Capital for about 10 months after SHS. And Mr. Elias by then was not a CEO. However, my former colleagues at All Time speak wonderful things about him and how much success he's brought to the organization. He is indeed a change maker." This is from Jihadi Osebunsu. Alright, so I'm going to play the song Prayer by Donnie McClurkin and Yolanda Adams. When I come back from this break, we're going to find out the pain of loss (laughs) and the lessons you learn from them. Please don't go away. I hope you're enjoying the program. Good evening.
3: Where you
0: are Remind us where you are Let this be our Let this be our prayer. When shadows fill our day
3: see a great future with over 1,000 branches across 33 African countries. It's a future where trade can flourish without boundaries. From individuals achieving their ambitions to new infrastructure calling for enormous cross-border investment and unique banking know-how. The future is Pan-African and ECOBank is the Pan-African Bank. It's 30 minutes to
1: the hour of 8 o'clock. This is Changemakers on Springboard, of virtual university. My guest for tonight, Peter Iliasu, walking us through his banking life, the transition to different organizations, the lessons he's learned And we're going to find out about this man who looks very organized. Everything looks like it's in place. What about the heartbreaks? Kamla Dumo writing on Facebook says, Peter is a solid guy. Nana kwesi Nyako says, Peter's story is very inspiring. Kudos to him. Afolabi, Ibrahima says you can achieve your dreams with determination being the main tool. Kweku Boateng from Ponce says I followed Peter for quite a while now. He's a very humble guy and is an inspiration to some of us. I'm particularly drawn to his love for his family ebenezer jay says good parenting determination and networking sir kwami advises, my lesson learned is that with determination i can reach my destination please ask him why he didn't mention Accra academy in his intro how can you mention you could be Accra you, academy. you could be sued for that all right but le, le, let me go straight to merchant bank and i'm going I'm to spend a lot of time on that because i know um, there are issues with that but just let, let me find out from you about the attraction and the loss in one minute what happened at merchant That's bank
2: very interesting place. Um, they, had, if you have a look at Merchant Bank, they had all the ingredients that can make into a, a, an international bank. Uh, they are a bank that receives ten million dollars uh, mm-hmm. a month in terms of inward remittance. Uh, they have an asset management company, uh, they have a corporate finance department, they have a good, very good retail network, they have a very good brand. And I thought, oh, this was a bank that we could move from where it is into an international bank. You
1: walked into this studio with so lights light in your eyes, you looked fired up, and, and I said, wow, this
2: guy will make a difference. So I yes, I went to the place, I looked fired up, I really, really wanted to change it. I thought, look, listen, Ghanaians have been working for people for very long, international banks, and I thought, listen, let's get together and make sure that Merchant Bank si- shines. How long, I, how long were you? I merchant was merchant. there for nine months. I recruited the best uh, from Ecobank uh, Frizz. Reverend Donko. we came in to manage the uh, risk management side. I brought in Philip Bufourra-Santi, one of the best guys in corporate Banking. I brought in Henry Bayer, one of the best guys in Cosmo Banking. So collectively, it was one of the best teams in Ghana, and we were ready to fire. Did you fire? We fired. We, and, fired. And, and you're, and you're fired. we fired. I think we fired, and I think in the short time the records are there. We moved our deposits uh, from a little over a little under two hundred to seven hundred in seven months. Uh, seven hundred million cities in seven months. I remember very well. I went to um, the the board, uh, and the target was five hundred eighty million cities for the uh, for the end of the year. Then I went back to the staff. We launched a a program, Operation One Billion. Everybody was fired. All the drivers, I launched with the driver. Everybody wanted to sort of make sure there was an impact in Merchant Bank. And within seven months, we had moved from 300 of a little over seven hundred million, cities. that was in July, and I believe by December we could have achieved the one million. But God, God knows best.
1: You didn't get to December. I'm not going to go into why you were fired because I know that you have issues with the bank. Uh, but I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to go straight at you. You were fired. Yes. You lost your job. Yeah. Was that the darkest moment of your life?
2: Yes. I, I think for a very long time I was, I, I was wondering what really happened. Um, and. I, kept going around to people trying to explain to them were you hurt? I I, I, I was hurt because I was really wondering what happened I was a little bit hurt uh, but I had gone in there to make money uh, for the bank I'm not saying there there were no mistakes the 21st century as uh, we all know is not a place for tidy minds so you can't always get anything wrong but you must be fired for very flimsy excuses
1: let me hold it at this point you're telling me a very nice story but Peter look looking looking back as a person a professional great opportunity to head a bank great intentions you made a contribution you got fired and you see what was the one biggest lesson you learned afterwards you say you tried to talk to people about it to explain your side yeah. of the story how did you transition from that moment when you were trying to get people to understand you yeah, to move on with your life. I, you,
2: don't waste your time offering explanations to people. People will always listen to what they want to hear from you. So just move on. Um, and I remember very well, um, after all this, trying to explain things to people, I just said to myself that, listen, uh, let me look elsewhere. And I remember meeting uh, two mentors. And I think that's very important for all of us. Look for mentors within where the organizations and mentors outside organization. Um, I met Isudanaba who told me not to worry at all. Ebo white invited me for lunch and then uh, took me through the rudiments of and told me not to worry at all.
1: So two people spoke into your life, Is to Ranaba and Ebo White. And and You're talking White. about the power of a great mentor.
2: And Ibou White tell him that I'll still go in lunch. I still hope to retaliate the lunch he offered me <laughs> that fearful day I met. Please
1: him. please add <laughs> me to the list for that lunch. Uncle, Ro, good evening. <laughs> all right. I have somebody on the line who who you're telling us about what happened in the daytime. I have somebody in the line who will tell us what happened in the nighttime. In those dark moments of your life, when you, when you pretend everything was all right, but you were, you were dealing with your losses. I have Doreen on the line. I know you're not expecting this. Hello, Doreen. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Good evening. Very well, thank you. How are you doing? Oh, we, are, we are learning. We are learning by his grace on change makers. Your husband is here pretending that he was very strong all those all those moments. But I've learned something about men. They always pretend that they are fine but when you go to their wives, you find out
4: the real story. Did, did he cry at night? Um, no, not that I saw him cry. No, he was. He didn't cry but he was quiet and he wasn't his usual exuberant self. Um. But no, I never saw him cry. That I must say. What about appetite? Did you lose appetite? Um no not no no he didn't lose he's not a large eater generally actually so it is, his appetite did not change that much. <laughs> no so, so just uh, but he was quieter. he wasn't as social as he usually was you know he's, uh, he's everybody's friend in this world but uh, he wasn't as social as he normally would be but otherwise there wasn't much of a change so in your in your opinion
1: what brought about a turn around in the life of Peter
4: um well it was a combination of several things but i think it's more to do with um belief in god and the ability of god god to sustain him because once you have that you are able then to to move forward and to do the things you have to do when you have to do them well that is my opinion
1: your opinion is one of the most important in this matter so tell me in your opinion (laughs) which is the most important tell me three things you like about peter
4: three things i like about peter yes um, that's that's limiting me significantly and considerably. Would you like 10? I I could do more than that, actually. <laughs> 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 I could tell you more than that. Oh, but um, if you insist on three, um, three things I like about him. He's a generous um, person. He's a, an interesting, faithful husband, and he's a good father. Those are three first things. Um, he works hard. He's a hard worker. That's a, the fourth one. And he's a good family man. That's the fifth one. Right. Um, the rest I can get a bit personal, but I, I wouldn't want to do this. It's an early evening program. Wow. <laughs> Next time we move
1: Springboard to 11 o'clock
4: so you can give us the other side of <laughs> Thank you, Doreen. <laughs> thank yeah, enjoy the evening. You're welcome. Thank you and have a good program.
1: Oh, thanks. We're hey, enjoying so. ourselves here. All right. So that's Doreen who telling us her version. And this is. Version three, <laughs> three of Peter Iliasu. So Peter, th- you, you went through difficulties. Let yeah. me just take a minute to tell you oh, what are you
2: doing now. And oh, so um, at the moment I work with and ask somebody to compare. And like I said, after seeing everybody just trying to explain myself, I just went on my I just went on my on my knees, prayed to God. And The next day, surprising for me, and this is what I'm say, Prayer's work surprising for me, I got a call from an old colleague who said we we're putting together one or two things. Uh, an a management company, uh, that's gone on for some time. They wanted me to come and join them. And I remember him saying that he thinks this is divine. I went in there, and it's been fabulous. Wow, We've I, I wish
1: I wish said phobia, but I'll, I'll take the fabulous. <laughs> so tell me, after all this. After all this, what are your top lessons for the benefit of those listening, number
2: one? I, I, I think uh, number one is do not let anybody break your confidence, because Don't let if your confidence is broken wherever you are, whether you are a lawyer, you are a, a, a banker, a, 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 a parliamentarian who has lost his position, if that confidence is broken, my You're brother finished. or sister, you are gone. So make sure, if someone doesn't like your face, move on to another place and you So okay. number one is don't let anyone break your confidence. Number two? Number two is uh, you must have mentors. Number two, you must have mentors. I remember, I remember mentors in and out. Uh, my mentors related to my job is Andani and other people and outside mentors, I had mentors like uh, Isudanaba and uh, Abel White. Right. and lots of people who actually... Um,
1: so number one, don't let anyone break your confidence. Yeah. Number two, find mentors. Number three, Top you know, lessons. Your top lessons. If somebody were writing a book based on your life, what would be the top keys?
2: Number. No, I think. I think you should build a reputation, a good reputation wherever you go. Build yeah. a good reputation. Yes. But yeah. I remember uh, very well these guys who um at the moment. Wait. Um, I did something for them about uh, 11 years ago. Um, so when the call came, have you? Do you, do you remember me? Do you Remember that you helped me about 10 years ago. And I said, I remember, so let's meet and see what we can do. And then you become that was Ike, and that's how you that's how I come. (laughs) I joined uh,
1: a good reputation will bring you a job as MD one day, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Number
2: four, um, I don't know, stop smiling. Networking is extremely important, (laughs) so uh, it's no more than 85 job. Um, I think, but and I tell everybody that look, if you really want to be in banking uh, or in insurance, make sure that you're working more than 85 the networking must be extremely good i i i, I know uh, dr ado of karma said you, you can start a job without uh, money if you are well we are connected, connected. Right. i think it's, uh, it's so important right number five Number four, i think i think it was build on your achievements i think we all have achievements but just continue to build on it um, if you have a look at ghana for instance we've said that we've gone through several elections what have we done with it Nothing has been done at all with it. If you have a look at Ghana Work Acting Corporations, they are the nation with the widest cov- uh, coverage. Well, what have they done with it? The okay. station with the widest coverage. So you're saying
1: that every achievement So whatever must you achieve,
2: and... ensure that um, you build up on it.
1: Right. Number seven.
2: Number seven, I think people, people, people are important. Whoever you're working with, try to motivate them. Right. And then you're okay and then the next one is i think it's you um, it should know your field very well um you must continuously educate yourself right and then never look back when you fall um right. people are falling around and but they keep going ahead never never ever look back right your family is very important so, uh, so
1: number nine your family Yes. The family as a the unit. The family as and, and unit. Extremely a, report,
2: a to extremely that. Important. Right. I remember telling my children that, oh, look, I'm, I no longer work in Merchant Bank. There's, no good, there's not going to be a holiday. And all accepted it. Um, but they were happy to pick them up from school every day. They said, Daddy, Don't. I remember the last one telling me that you don't work again because (laughs) I love you picking up from school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've lost your job, and they are happy that you're picking them from school. Final point. Final point. I
2: think the most important is know your God. Extremely important. I remember when I lost my job after going around to see people. I went on my knees, prayed to God, and the next day I I got a call. It's It's 8 o'clock, and if you've been listening for
1: the past one hour, it is impossible for your life to be the same again. My guest for tonight has been Peter Eliasu, working with us all the way from his days as a history student, or probably from his growing up days as a son of a lecturer, all the way through to his days today as the CEO of All-Time Capital. I'm sure you've learned 10 great lessons that can help you navigate your way from where you are to where God wants you to be. Next week, Edith Dankwa, CEO of the Business and Financial Times, joins us. One of the leading female leaders in this country. We'll find out what she has to say about her life, about the media business, and the lessons that she's learned. Coming up next, a walk with Jesus with Pastor Ransford. I will say, Pastor Ransford, come and tell me which of the lessons that were shared touched you the most. That you cannot let people push you down. Mm. And then also knowing your God. Mm. That in the face of whatever challenges you have to deal with, if you know God and you seek his face and you see him, you can come out of every storm and be the biggest and the greatest that God wants you to be. Master, you have chewed it to me. <laughs> I have to. What are we talking about tonight? <laughs> well, we're talking about temperament in the light of uh, making marriage work. Wow! Well, yeah, we'll be listening. Sure, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Doreen, thanks for coming in on the show, Peter uh, by phone. Peter, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks to you all, Comfort, Ignatius, and Matthew for making this happen. God bless you. God bless you, and God bless you. Good night.
0: Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages. At Albertneokran and Comfortokran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, Amazon.com.